first century Jews would have known the Old Testament really well. And searching the pages of that Old Testament, they believed that God had promised that one day he would send a Messiah and a king. And so there were people who were watching and waiting for the fulfilment of that promise. At Christmas, Christians declare that they believe that Jesus is the fulfilment of that promise. We celebrate his birth at Christmas and then we journey on into Epiphany, which is often described as a moment. You'll have heard people say that they've come to an Epiphany moment, a radical new understanding or a realisation about something really significant. And that's exactly what Epiphany is all about. It's an opportunity to ponder the birth of Jesus and come to understand for ourselves who he really is. Candlemas marks the end of that time of Epiphany. It begins to a season that is altogether different and we have a hint of that season in this morning's Gospel as Simeon says to Jesus' mother Mary that soon a sword will pierce her heart. He's referring, of course, to what we call the time of Lent and Easter, where we remember the death and resurrection of Jesus, dying for your sins and for mine. But I go ahead of myself. First of all, we meet with Mary and Joseph as they present the child Jesus to God in the temple. And in the temple, we meet with two significant people, with Simeon and with Anna. We're told that Simeon is righteous and devout and the Holy Spirit rests upon him. He's by no means a religious man, not a man that is simply going through the motions. He is a man who is prepared to invest in his relationship with God. No doubt a man of prayer, a man who values the scriptures, a man who seeks to draw closer to God and to learn more about his character. And we're told that the Holy Spirit rests upon him. In other words, the scales have fallen from his eyes and he's truly seen God for who he is. He knows God to be his saviour. We're told in this morning's Gospel that the Holy Spirit encourages Simeon to go to the temple. And when he comes face to face with Jesus, he knows that he is the real deal. The Holy Spirit had revealed to Simeon that he would not see death until he came face to face with the promised Messiah. Now, meeting Jesus, he is able to say, Now your servant can depart in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you prepared before the face of all people, to be a light, to lighten the Gentiles, and to be the glory of your people Israel. In other words, Simeon declares that Jesus is the promised Messiah. He is the real deal. And because he's come face to face with him, at last he can rest in peace. So what about us? Will we follow Simeon's example? Will we invest in our relationship with God? At St. Catherine's, there is plenty of opportunity to do that. We've spoken about the Bible in one year that gives us the opportunity to begin each day with Jesus. There's also the opportunity to come to the vicarage on a Monday morning to begin our week together in prayer, laying our own lives and the lives of the church before God.
In doing this, we see more clearly, follow more nearly, and love more dearly the ways of Jesus Christ. But Simeon was also a man who possessed the Holy Spirit. And if I know anything about God, I know this. He won't impose himself on us. And so if we want that spirit, we must consciously begin to ask for it. Come, Holy Spirit of God, set our hearts on fire with love for you. But what of Anna? What are we to learn from her? Well, she was an elderly woman, married for only a few years before her husband died, leaving her a widow. Remember that in this era, there would have been no social security, no help for widows from the state. And with the loss of her husband, she would have lost to her place in society and her status. She would have been destitute, left alone to grieve. She was no doubt anxious. She was a woman that had every good reason to believe that God had forgotten about her, that God had abandoned her. And yet, she believed and trusted that God was good, that his promises were true. And so she committed herself to a life of prayer, seeking to draw close to God. And she too was reminded of God's promise that he would draw near to her. And when she came face to face with Jesus, she knew that God had been true to his word. Jesus was not a distant God, not a God who was far off. He was a God who drew near to her in her time of anxiety, in her time of grief. When she wept, Jesus wept alongside her. When she was burdened, he was there lightening her load, suffering with her. She knew that she could put her faith and her trust in him. How do you feel today? Are you feeling as if you're grieving? Is life tough for you? Are you burdened, anxious or in pain? I hope that you'll be able to take comfort from Anna's example, knowing that God is right there with you, that God is true to his word, that God keeps his promise. In the midst of your darkness, he is there. He is your light and your hope. One final thing about Anna before we finish. By the time the Gospel was written, she was a woman of great age in her 80s. It would have been easy to write her off. But yet, she has a considerable part to play. A woman of great faith, a woman of prayer. She is able to encourage others to journey closer to Jesus and she encourages others to encounter him. Whether we are young or old, God has a place for us and each of us have a role to play. If you are old, you may be thinking that you are past your best, but God still has work for you to do. Commit yourself to a life of prayer and use every opportunity to encourage others to journey closer to Jesus and to meet with him.